Hey guys, welcome back to Strength and Struggle Podcast. This is your host, Janelle Petrosino, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning back in to my channel and listening to me share my heart. Today, we are going to dive right in. I only have a tiny bit of time, and this is just a glimpse into what it's like to have a business and a podcast and all of these different things that you're committed to when you have three kids at home. So it could be any point in time that I am interrupted during this, and I apologize, but that is just quarantine life, quarantine life during the midst of a global pandemic. Um, Today, I want to dive right into the topic of protecting your peace. This is actually such an important topic when it comes to, honestly, anything in life that is important to you, and especially when you're going through something hard. In fact, sitting in this room right now, separating myself from the four other members in my family to stay committed to something that just brings me so much joy is a form of protecting my peace. And I'm going to kind of give you guys four of my best tips in in describing how you can go about protecting your peace. When it comes to your peace, when I say that term, what I what I mean by that is your well-being. So every single person has their own needs when it comes to protecting their peace, depending on the type of person that you are. So just for an example, if you're somebody that's going through a a grieving journey you're grieving something you're grieving a loss one person might be the type of person that wants to talk about it whereas another person might be the type that doesn't want to talk about it and in regard to that scenario there are different things that you can do to protect your individual peace um but just in general when it comes to going through struggles this idea of protecting your peace is so, so important for many reasons. One, just to kind of keep your sanity about you, to keep yourself positive and strong, but also to keep yourself moving forward. I know a lot of times when I go through something really hard, I get stuck sometimes because I get stuck in a negative mindset or a fear cycle, or I'm surrounding myself in an environment that is not healthy. So my goal today is to share my four top tips in helping you to protect your peace while giving you some specific scenarios as to how I'm doing that um, currently during this really hard time during the global pandemic, as well as some other things that I've done in the past to get through certain scenarios. So the first one is eliminating your triggers, okay? So this is so important. So if you're going through a hard time and you're feeling stress and anxiety and frustration and fear, then you know that something has to change in your life. You know you have to sit down and say, okay, what can I do to protect my peace? If you're feeling any of those things, then your peace is being messed with, okay? When you are at a state of peace, you feel relaxed and stress-free and happy-go-lucky and uh, just, I don't know, kind of just chill. And I've been in a place where my peace has been protected before and it feels really good. Obviously, it's not realistic that you're going to feel like that all the time because life, right? And honestly, more times than not, you're probably going to feel like your world is being rocked in one way, shape, or form. But if you're really in this mindset or in this um, chapter of your life where you're just feeling like blah, you're feeling anxious and stressed and worn down, then that is an indication that something has to change. So I think right now we can all agree that we know the triggers and we know all of the things that are contributing to our stress and anxiety. Um, So what's so important is to just be intentional about eliminating the things that trigger those feelings. So 
Um, In regard to the pandemic, for example, I feel like every single where I turn, for me, for me at least, somebody is talking about the coronavirus. So whether I go on my Facebook, on my Instagram, whether I turn the TV on, the radio on, it seems like there is just so much talk about the coronavirus. And that's obviously normal considering that's what we're all going through and there are so many people hurting right now and there are so many people working hard to save lives and there's just so much focus on it because it's our reality but too much of something can end up being a bad thing so I started to recognize just recently that my stress and anxiety was starting to rise and I pinpointed that a lot of what was causing that was because I was watching the news every opportunity that I had and I was reading into all of the different posts on social media. I was clicking on all of the articles that pop up about, you know, this kid that's fighting coronavirus or this dad that lost his life and this 20-year-old and oh my gosh, I was just getting sucked in to all of these triggers regarding the coronavirus. Now, obviously, as a new mother, the coronavirus is a is a trigger to me. It does bring about fear because I have a newborn and I obviously don't want to expose my newborn. I also have two other children and I personally don't want to be exposed to the coronavirus because I have them to take care of. So being that there's such a wide variety of symptoms and, and different things that come about during this pandemic that we don't actually know how our bodies are going to react. It creates fear and it creates um, uncertainty. So for me personally, it is a, a, f- a source of stress because I feel as though through social distancing and not seeing our families and not having them over to see the kids, like we are trying hard to ward off any possibility of contracting the virus because of the unknown fears that it brings about. So when I was really sucking in my my time into all of those things, I realized that my stress and anxiety started to really rise. So one thing that I did to eliminate that trigger is I stopped watching the news as much. I stopped going on social media as much. And I started to, you know, put my focus on other things. And immediately I noticed that I started to feel a little bit better. Obviously it's still a a crazy time and there's going to be some anxiety, but I felt like it wasn't, my day wasn't revolving around putting the, you know, task force briefing on every day. I just, if if I caught it on the news, I did. If I didn't, I didn't. And it, it wasn't like my main focus anymore. And to this day, a couple weeks into this pandemic and being home with a newborn, I'm I'm finding that I'm thinking about it less and less. And that's because I'm not allowing myself to spend all of my time learning about it and reading about it and thinking about it. And honestly, this is something that I learned back when I was going through my grieving journey after I had my miscarriage. Um, so when we were trying to conceive throughout the couple of years that we had been going through infertility, I had added myself to a bunch of different groups on Facebook. There were a bunch of pregnancy groups and a bunch of support groups and infertility groups and all of these different things that I, um, you know, I added myself so that I had support through my infertility journey. And I don't know about you, but once you are added to a group or you add yourself to a group, I don't 
ever really go through and like weed myself out of them. So I accumulated all these groups on Facebook and Lord knows why, but, um, after I got pregnant with my rainbow baby that I just gave birth to soon after having my miscarriage, I started to get really triggered by those groups because I was newly pregnant again. I had just experienced a loss and I was at an all time level of high anxiety because I was so afraid that it was going to happen again. And I was just, you know, every single symptom I had, I was overthinking. And I felt like every time I got on social media, there was a negative story about somebody having a loss or somebody having a late loss in their pregnancy and just like something that happened to someone during their labor and delivery. And it just felt like every time I opened my social media, which I run my business um, on social media, so I'm on there every day, it just seemed like I was just being so freaking triggered by all these negative stories that were just popping out of nowhere. So I decided at that time to protect my peace that I was going to eliminate myself from all of those groups. And I did. And you know what? I started to feel so much better and started to focus on all of the positive and exciting things about pregnancy. So those are two examples of ways that you can eliminate triggers. There are so many things that we do in our day that we probably don't even realize are contributing to our stress levels. So um, one of the best things to do is for starters is to just kind of sit down and pinpoint what those triggers are and then work hard towards eliminating them from your day. Second is surrender what you cannot control. So there are so many things in our lives that we cannot control, no matter how much time, effort, tears, frustration that we spend on them. I know for myself specifically, I've gone through many things the last few years that have been out of my control and that have really worn me down emotionally because of that. But I have found that when you just kind of surrender the things that you can't control and kind of give them away like to your higher power or just say them out loud or get them off your chest. It is extremely just helpful in just relieving stress and anxiety and um, just kind of getting yourself to a place of calm again and, you know, uh, 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 protecting your peace. Going back to protecting your peace. When you're protecting your peace, you're not focusing on things that you can't control because that's a waste of time. And no matter how much time you spend doing that, it's not going to change the reality that you can't, you know, control what you're focused on. So a couple of different ways that you can do this is just even just by saying things out loud. So for me, I've shared this in a couple of other episodes, but when we were going through our infertility journey, as well as our pregnancy after loss. Those are two really important themes that I talk about on this channel because they were huge, huge um, learning experiences in my life, life that made me a stronger version of myself. So I talk about them a lot, but there were so many times I was just actually talking to you about the anxiety that I felt being pregnant after a loss. So many times that I questioned, is this baby going to be born? Am I ever going to meet them? Should I not get too attached? Like there were so many questions that I asked myself. And then there were times that I would make myself literally sick over this and it would ruin my entire day and it would ruin my entire mood when I got home from work and it would impact the lives of my children. And I just realized at a certain point in time that, you know, I can't control what happens in my pregnancy, or at least to a certain extent. Obviously, all I can do is the do my best to 
focus on the things that I can't control and let go of the things that I can't. So for example, with pregnancy, all you can do is you can wake up and you can take care of yourself. You could try to get good sleep. You could try to move your body and exercise. You could try to eat healthy. You could try to play it safe and you know follow all the rules that your OB teaches you in regard to having a safe pregnancy. But there are just certain things that you can't control. Like they say, you know, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say trigger warning here because if you're somebody that has ever had a miscarriage, um, this might, you know, trigger you a little bit. But, uh, you know, when they say like you're either going to miscarry or you're not, there are times that sometimes medical professionals use that terminology or use that saying when when you're asking questions regarding miscarriage it's been said to me at least five times and it has been one of the hardest things for me to hear when you are pregnant the last thing that you want to hear is your medical professional telling you Janelle like you're either going to miscarry or you're not like there's nothing that I can say or do to ease your mind one in four women will have a loss and that that right there is a p that it's a a statistic. It is a fact. There is nothing that I can change about that statistic other than to take care of myself. So one thing that I would do is I would kind of just say out loud anytime I was triggered by any of those fears or the thought that maybe I would go through a loss again. As I would say it out loud, I would say, please, you know, I surrender this thought, like, please just I don't know what to do with it. Take it away from me. And I would speak to my higher higher power. I just want to say higher power because it doesn't matter. Your higher power is your higher power, whether it be God or uh, the universe or something else. Just kind of saying, I surrender this to you. I don't want, I don't know what to do with it anymore. I don't want to worry about it anymore. And sometimes throughout my pregnancy with Vincent, I would say things like that out loud. And honestly, it just felt so good to just say it. And honestly, sometimes saying it wasn't enough. So there were other times that I wrote it down, maybe took 15 minutes out of my day and I just journaled and just wrote down all of the things that were worrying me and just wrote down all of the things that I was going to do to try to do my best in regard to it, the things that I could control. Um, And so one of the best ways to surrender what you can't control is to then focus on the things that you can So you just kind of have to distract yourself in those moments and pour yourself into the the many things that you can do. And a lot of times you'll be lucky that when you do um, commit to the things that you can control, it will positively impact the things that you can't. So for example, when it comes to the coronavirus, if you're really stressed out about the virus, you're really freaked out and you're really scared and it, it brings about a lot of stress and anxiety into your life, what you can do to surrender the fact that there's nothing you can do about the virus and that it's here and it's not going anywhere anytime soon is focus on the things that you can control. Social distancing, staying home, washing your hands, eating healthy, nutritious foods, being precautious. All of these things that you can control are a great way to lower your uh, exposure, which in turn will lower your fear around the pandemic. Um, so those are the first two. Now we're going to move on to number three, prioritizing joy. And this one might sound silly, like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, prioritizing joy. But what I really mean by this is making time in your day for things that fill your cup. If you are constantly worrying or focusing on things that trigger you and mess 
with your peace, then you're always going to live in a state of constant stress and anxiety and frustration and you're not going to feel good. And the whole point about life is to wake up every day, do your best and feel good and to look back on your life one day and say, I enjoyed it. So being stressed out all the time isn't isn't enjoyable. So prioritizing joy, it's something that a lot of us, I think, subconsciously feel like is a selfish task. Prioritizing, you know, doing something for yourself, whether it be getting outside or talking to a friend or fulfilling a passion. Like right now, I'm prioritizing joy in my day. I find joy in doing this podcast and sharing my heart and helping others. That's something that truly lifts my spirits up every day. And the idea is that when you're prioritizing joy in your day, the more joy that you feel in your heart, the less time and energy and room you have for the negativity and the things that are stressing you out. So prioritizing joy is an essential, essential part of protecting your peace. And honestly, this can look different for everybody. So one of the things that I really, really enjoy is helping others. It is just something that I like to do. I am a gift giver and I am somebody that will take as long as it it, it takes to have a conversation with somebody about infertility or, you know, in every capacity of my life, I just love doing for others. I even, I told my husband, if I won the lottery, I would literally love, my dad and I used to say this when I was little, how fun would it be to just go like to a local store and just drop $100 bills and hide like in an aisle and see people's reactions when they find it. Um, and so I, sorry, I got a little bit distracted there. I, um, oh, so when I was going through all of these hard times, like my miscarriage and my, and my grieving journey, instead of focusing on all of the negative feelings, I found ways to pour into that love for helping others. So I decided during that time that I was going to share my story on social media and be a little bit vulnerable and kind of just talk to others about what I was going through. Not because it was easy, but because I knew that it was helping others and that brought me joy. So something as just deep as that And then there's other really small things like just dancing to your favorite song or going outside and getting some fresh air and some sunlight and, um, you know, just taking a bath with a candle, whatever it is that brings you joy, just make, just make sure that you're making time for it in your day. It'll be so, so helpful. And then last but not least, having a gratitude attitude. And I know I'm corny with the, with the rhyming, but gratitude is something that, I overlooked for over half of my life. There were there were times in my life that I just always was looking to the next thing. And I hate to say it, but it's the truth. And ever since just going through this self-love journey these last few years and this personal growth journey, I've learned so much about gratitude and how important it is in just being your best version. So having a gratitude attitude means just focusing on the things that you already have. A lot of times we get caught up in like the things that maybe we wish we had or we want. But a lot of times when we do that, it takes our attention off of the amazing things that we already do have. 
And when you have a gratitude attitude, it's a really great way to kind of switch your mindset when you're having a hard moment. So let's just go back to the pandemic for a moment. Maybe you're getting stressed out about it. Maybe you're really worried about having to go to a doctor appointment coming up. Or maybe you're worried about a family member that's an essential worker and it's just causing a lot of stress and anxiety in your life. An example of having a gratitude attitude would be just saying, I'm grateful that 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 family member is still healthy and safe. And I'm grateful that though I have to go to the doctor's office, I have a lot of knowledge as to how I can be precautious. Or I'm grateful that I have been able to stay home the last two weeks. And even though I have to go out to the doctor's office, like at least it's only one time. Or you know, you get where I'm going with this. So just focusing on all of the good. Just focus on the good. Um, and honestly, this is something that I have done so many times. Even with building my business, there have been a lot of times where it was really hard not to play the comparison game. And uh, um, the health coaching business that I'm a part of, just seeing other people achieve their goals maybe faster than me. And a lot of times it's like really, really easy to say, well, why don't I have that? Or why haven't I been able to do that? But in the same token, a lot of times there are things that we all have to be proud of that we're blindsided by when we're focusing on the wrong things. So I remember many times just focusing on all of the good things within my business and all of the amazing achievements that I had already made. And it really helped me to redirect my energy to a place of productivity. Because when you're focused on the good, you're so much more likely to show up in in your best way and as your best self. And when you show up as your best self, you're so much more likely to be productive and you're so much more likely to be happy. Um, and then another great example with gratitude is when I was going through my infertility journey for so long, I was so caught up in wanting another child that I finally one day realized that I was missing out on such important time that I could have been spending with the child that I already had. For those of you that don't know personally, I went through secondary infertility, so I had already had my daughter. And then when we were trying to get pregnant again, that's when I was going through my infertility. So by taking a moment to realize that I was missing out on such like important time with her worrying so much about infertility, it really hit me one day and I was like, okay, maybe I should just be grateful for what I have. And I stopped worrying as much about my infertility and Paul and I stopped talking about it as much and we just started to enjoy time together as a family of three and we started to just appreciate the fact that we were parents to begin with and then things started to literally fall into place. And I don't just say that, like once we started to live in gratitude and kind of stopped stressing out about everything, that's when we started to get answers and that's when things started started to go in the right direction. So, um, yeah. So just to recap my top tips in regard to protecting your peace, which you should be doing every day. It is so important is eliminate your triggers, surrender what you can't control, prioritize joy, and always have a gratitude attitude. And this can honestly be applied to anything in your life, whether it be big or small. Um, 
yeah, so that's what I have for you guys today. I'm so sorry that I got distracted. My newborn son is literally screaming downstairs and I'm a breastfeeding mother. So I am literally super triggered by that right now, speaking of triggers. So I was just a little bit distracted, but you know what? Honestly, I am just speaking from my heart and I'm just being myself and being transparent. I This is like real life in the middle of a quarantine with three kids and I'm just doing my best over here like anyone else. So I am not going to delete that from the podcast episode. This is just goes to show that we are all human and we're all doing the best that we can right now. So I hope that these tips honestly help you to get through this really hard time. And honestly, if they do, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how this episode really impacted uh, your day or encouraged you to get out of your own way and protect your peace. And if you like this episode, please, would you share it and tag me in it as well as subscribe to my channel? It would mean so much to me. I cannot wait to see you guys next episode. Bye.